Hello, and welcome to Episode 6 of the Policy Matters Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my wonderful colleague, who is a partner in our San Francisco office, Eric Lloyd. Uh, I will say from personal experience, I think Eric Lloyd is a genius, not to oversell him, but he knows all things AD5 and independent contractor analysis and all the controversy and cascading obligations that have come from that law. Um, as we know, often what happens in California is a good bellwether for what could happen in the policy space on a federal level. We've seen issues come through California legislature or the initiative process, such as property taxes, paid family leave, mandatory sexual harassment training, standards for disability discrimination, arbitration agreements, and of course, non-compete agreements are all policy areas that started in California that have been adopted or you know, sort of changed somewhat on the federal level, but started in California. And to that end, in my estimation, worker classification is no different. So in California, we have AB5, and that could possibly bleed into uh, a federal government-type response. When President Obama began the process of rooting out improper employee classification, basically this happened in 2010 with the launch of the misclassification initiative, a part of the Obama administration, that initiative was part of then-Vice President Biden's middle-class task force. At that time, the meteoric rise of the so-called gig economy was really unpredictable, and it was unknown how much the classification of workers as independent contractors or employees would affect the labor, the labor and employment landscape as much as it has. Um, to the first point, Biden has promised an aggressive, all-hands-on-deck enforcement effort to root out improper worker classification, which means more money and more investigations and uh, more enforcement. Biden has also promised to fund a dramatic increase in the number of investigators. Uh, he's expressly endorsed what we're going to be talking about today, which is the ABC test. Uh, another way to root out improper classification, and we talked a lot about in this podcast, is personnel as policy. He's already appointed leadership at the DOL. We're going to see new leadership at the NLRB and the FTC that can interpret these existing mandates to ensure that workers are being classified appropriately. Uh, the president-elect also supports the PRO Act, or the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, which was, has been advertised as a sort of way to, uh, it, it, to assist union organizing. Uh, but they were also able to kind of sneak in some rules and provisions in the PRO Act that would be uh, the ABC test, worker classification. There's also a joint employment um, uh, provision in the PRO Act. Now, that's passed the House. Not sure if it's going to pass the Senate. We think Joe Manchin and some other moderate Democrats might water that down a little bit, but that's still to see. Now, Back to independent contractors, a snag in the plan is going to be the finalization of the current DOL's proposed rules, which basically focus only on two aspects, right, the nature and degree of an individual's control over the work and the individual's opportunity for profit. This is a much broader test that would allow employers to classify workers as independent contractors as opposed to employees. Indeed, the Chamber of Commerce commented on the proposal with a helpful assist from Safar Shah, no, no doubt, uh, to adopt the rule that provides a definitive standard for employers. But since Georgia and the victories of Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff making Kamala Harris a tying vote breaker, 
they can go ahead and just get rid of the independent contractor rule through the Congressional Review Act. Uh, the Biden administration could institute a new rulemaking process allowing comments on it, or it could just sit back, let other, let other organizations fight it in court, and just not even protect it at all. So, to that end, this was a very high-level introduction on where the law of misclassification stands on the federal level today. So, Eric, this is when you come in. Given the possibility that something similar is currently like, percolating over in D.C. on the federal level, I think that our listeners are going to be exceedingly interested in knowing how AB5 has played out for employers in California and kind of a quick rundown of all the controversy that's happened with that piece of legislation. Sure. Thanks, Scott. Um, a couple of things. Um, first off, uh, the ABC test itself, I think it's important to have a general understanding of what it entails. It's basically a three-part test for independent contractor misclassification, meaning somebody was treated as an independent contractor instead of as an employee. And the three parts are part A, whether the hiring entity has a sufficient amount of control over the worker. Part B is the worker performing a type of work that's really integral to the hiring entity's business. Then part C is more or less an examination of whether the worker has an independent business. I'm, I'm paraphrasing and simplifying, but um, you get the gist. Um, it came about in California kind of out of the blue in 2018 through a Supreme Court case called Dynamex Operations West versus Superior Court. And in that case, the California Supreme Court, for the first time, held that the ABC test, which had never been applicable in any way, shape, or form in California, was the default independent contractor misclassification test for certain types of employment-related claims in California. Uh, that started a groundswell in California for expanding the reach of the ABC test to other types of claims uh, related to employment. And the genesis of that groundswell was AB5, the infamous law uh, bill that was passed in the 2019 legislative session, which became effective on January 1, 2020. Um, AB5 made the ABC test the default misclassification test for um, all claims arising from the California Labor Code and Unemployment Insurance Code. So uh, it, what it did in effect was not install the ABC test, but drastically expand its reach to a whole host of other types of claims that were not previously subject to it. Uh, like Scott said, there was a lot of controversy about it, and that controversy remains. Um, a lot of what has been controversial about it is that there were so many carve-outs for various occupations in AB5, um, everything from uh, there's a limited dog groomer exemption to what's called a professional services exemption, uh, well over 50 occupation-specific exemptions in the bill, meaning that if your worker qualifies for one of these exemptions, the uh, standard for determining whether the worker was misclassified will be determined by a less stringent test than the ABC test. Uh, that led, the number of exemptions led to quite a bit more lobbying and scurrying on the part of legislature, legislators to try and clarify uh, the scope of AB5 because a lot of it was frankly very unclear and businesses and legislators alike really struggled to comprehend its reach. Um, mm -hmm. And also, what also emerged during that whole process of reconsidering the bill was that 
it became apparent that a lot of legislature, legislators did, clearly did not understand how far-reaching AB5 was. It seemed like a lot of them assumed it would only apply to the gig economy companies because they were getting the bulk of the press in the lead-up to the passage of AB5. Those gig companies also spent millions and millions of dollars on an initiative to overturn AB5, right? Uh, yeah, they, they did. Uh, the gig, okay. uh, a number of gig economy companies in the transit space, so ride-sharing and delivery specifically, um, did put up several hundred million dollars for a ballot initiative called Proposition 22, which would enable, um, in a past, um, so it enables the app-based companies in the ride-sharing and delivery space to retain the contractor classification for drivers provided that um, certain minimum wage and other protections are met. Um, so we, we do have yet another carve-out, uh, yeah. albeit one through the initiative process, from the broad reach of the ABC test. And we, we have just a really big smorgasbord of occupations that are exempt from the ABC test as a result of Prop 22 and the subsequent amendment to AB5, which was passed a couple of months ago in September called AB2257, um, making it really, uh, it's a huge complex web <laughs> of, <laughs> of regulation to go through just to determine whether or not you can legally use somebody as a contractor now because there are so many exemptions at play. And to, yeah. to me, that just kind of suggests if you need that many exemptions, then maybe you ought to take a look at the original bill to begin with. Indeed. That seems logical to me. Yeah. So, um, like I said, there, there is now a, a new law that has essentially, essentially replaced AB5 called AB2257, which has clarified AB5 somewhat, um, and it's better in some respects, um, particularly with respect to contractors who have taken steps to formally incorporate or set up their own business. Uh, there's what's called a business-to-business -business exemption in AB2257, which does permit um, companies to contract with small business owners and still um, fall within the confines of the law. Um, but what we're seeing is um, a lot of pushback. Uh, there are still strong lobbying efforts by a number of industries that are seeking new exemptions in a subsequent bill in the next legislative session. And we're also seeing companies, frankly, who have decided to stop using independent contractors in California altogether. Um, whether they have determined they can't comply with the law or if they just don't want to deal with um, lawsuits premised on the law, um, meritorious or not, they just decided they don't want the hassle. So it really is becoming an issue for California. The the long, you know, the long rumored uh, departure of labor from California does seem to be happening in some respects, and I think this law has contributed to it. Yeah, so it, it's interesting, Eric, you, you know, AB5 and, and independent contractor test was clearly caused it just a, an enormous amount of uncertainty and problems in the in the labor and employment industry here in California. So to that end, I, I don't want to terrify everybody back east, you know, in DC or, or elsewhere listening to this, but I'm gonna ask you to kind of put on your best Nostradamus hat and and do you think anything as controversial or similar to a sort of ABC test really has any chance on a federal level? At this point I I, I think it's I think it's a tough sell. It certainly wouldn't go through Congress if yeah. um, there was an attempt to amend the FLSA or something like that to account for this. Um, it's possible you could see something originate out of the Department of Labor. Um, like you said earlier, there was a proposed rule on independent contractors, and if 
the current administration is able to hold it up or it gets struck down in the courts for whatever reason, then it's conceivable we could see the new Department of Labor uh, go forward with trying to advance some sort of the ABC test on a national level. And I say some sort because, as if this weren't confusing enough, there are actually multiple variations of the ABC test. California just happens to have among the more stringent of the variations. Massachusetts also has a version, correct me if I'm wrong, that it's all it's not the same as the ABC test, but it's, it's similarly restrictive. And, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, to that end, we've run out of time. I think, Eric, this is this is a topic that you and I could probably discuss for hours upon end because there's a component to independent classification in California called PAGA, and that's the Private Attorney General's Act, which creates even more responsibilities for employers. So that is going to have to be a conversation for another time. But I just want to say, Eric, I appreciate you and your expertise in coming on here to, to share this with our listeners. We very much appreciate it. So I just want to extend my deepest thank you to you. Thank you, Scott. Enjoyed it. Yep. Thank you. You all have a great day, and we'll, we'll be back soon with the next recording of the Policy Matters Podcast. Thanks for joining us today on the Seifarth Policy Matters Podcast. So you'll never miss an episode, be sure to visit Seifarth.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. While you're at it, we'd appreciate you sharing us with your colleagues on LinkedIn or your preferred social media.